to episode 173 of Divided by Werewolves. Uh, I am officially the, well, it hasn't happened yet, it happens Wednesday, but as of Wednesday I will no longer have any children in school. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah, so not to say that at some point in time they might not, you know, uh, uh uh, look into some sort of higher education or tech school or something, right. but as of right now, it will uh, it'll be it'll be done. It'll be done on Wednesday. In fact, I no longer have to. Tomorrow, I have to take my daughter to pick up her cap and gown, and that's hopefully the last time I'll have to set place set foot in that godforsaken high school. Uh, <laughs> Florida schools are the fucking worst, man. Like they, they're just, they're awful. Um, and this school has been fucking terrible. Uh, I, you know, I mean, we got spoiled in in Georgia because the school system we were in was really good, and especially for kids with, you know, IEPs and and accommodations and whatnot. Here, they were just <clears throat> not. So uh, I'm glad to finally be done. But like, I was doing elder weather math homework the other day, and I was like, oh shit, this is like one of the last times I'll help with math homework. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So. Congrats, man! That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, we're proud of her. She she did really well. She's come a long way. Uh, so, you know, we'll uh, she's working at a pizza place. Uh, nice. Which is funny because she doesn't eat anything. So she's like, my wife is like, do you know what the ingredients are? She's like, oh god, no. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so like, you know, people point to it, but then if there's like an online order, she she's like, yeah, I almost screwed up a few times. It's like, yeah, well, if you don't know what something is, I can imagine you would. <laughs> right. But uh, but she's got a great attitude about it. You know, she's she's uh, she she enjoys it. Um, so um, and then yeah, so we're not sure what she's gonna do after that, but. I guess we'll figure it out as as time goes on. But yeah, um, you know, Kate, Katie has really surprised me this year um, mm-hmm. with with school stuff because <laughs> that uh, the first year of the pandemic when COVID first happened, like mm. that kid, I was like, we're gonna fail. Like yeah. that homeschool stuff, she cannot do it. Yeah, like she she doesn't have the discipline. She 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 she's too easily distracted. Mm-hmm. And so this year. She's uh, you know, because Jake graduated last year, yeah. and she's taking all these like advanced classes. And I was like, Ugh. when when she made that schedule, and I was like, yeah, you're just gonna have to, you know, really stay on top of it. Mm-hmm. And she has surprised the fuck out of me, man. She's got A's and everything. And, oh, that's awesome. You know, they made they made her do ROTC, which she had she's not enjoying. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, I think that's. There's certainly a discipline there, and yeah, you know, she's playing softball. Uh, yeah. We started that last week. She's yeah. getting coming back out of that shell that she went into for some reason. Because when she was little, like she was, she never met a stranger kind of thing. And yeah, once you know, got closer to teenage years, it was, she just shut down almost. Mm-hmm. So it's been nice to see her number one do well at school, obviously, but two, like also kind of come back out of that shell a little bit and more like having Katie around, like it yeah. used to be. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's like for my daughter, you know, I mean, the the pandemic was difficult, especially, you know, for us. But I think also for her, it kind of helped because it was her first year in a new school. And we mm-hmm. could kind of help her get a little more um, structured in, in terms of keeping track of things. And she still, you know, had difficulty with it. But I feel like it helped because rather than having to worry about social interactions at school, 
she mm-hmm. did more focus on you know staying on top of work and things like that and then allowed her to also mature a little so that when she went back to school she was a little better equipped for some of that stuff but you know everybody obviously everybody's different so yeah um, you know. but um yeah so congrats to all the all the graduates out there and all the parents of graduates and so uh yeah, good times. So the only the last thing is now graduation, which you know is held outside in Florida because you know why not? Mm-hmm. It'll be a yeah. million fucking degrees. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Jacobs was out, obviously outdoors too, and Alabama's also hot as fuck. Yeah, and uh, there were thunderstorms. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that happened last year. They had bad weather, and they ended up having to move it to like a Saturday. And I mean, you know, at the time, Linda and I were like, "Well, what happens if you like were planning on you know moving something from like a Wednesday evening?" To a Saturday, like that's a huge shift if you've got family coming in, if you've got right. things planned, like whatever. So, uh, hopefully, that I think will be fine for that here. But, um, yeah, it was, uh, they do it at there's a, you know, there's so many uh, small stadiums down here that they use for spring training for the baseball teams. And so that's where, that's where it is at, at one gotcha. of those. So, we'll see. Um, Okay, so we have a couple movies uh, to talk about uh, this episode before we get into my fun times uh, with lightsabers. Um, <laughs> all right, let's do let's do Renfield first. Okay. Um, so you know there was in the past couple weeks there was just like this explosion of movies that hit you know <laughs> on demand. Uh, it was great um, because we, we kind of had a bit of a drought there for a while. And then finally, mm-hmm. like all this shit came out. Um, and one of them was was Renfield, which was, you know, kind of at the time. It's funny. Uh, there was this guy at work that was like, you know, basically like, oh, it's, uh, you know, it's like a movie version of <laughs> of what we did in the shadows. And it took everything <laughs> I had in me. To not say, oh, you mean like the original What We Do in the Shadows? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love Laszlo and all them too, but it's like, come on, man. They're sweet. <laughs> werewolves, not swearwolves. Like, right. you know? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I mean, you you want to talk about just not wanting to be yourself. I so didn't want to. I, I, like, I had to stop myself from being me in that situation because I just could not let that go. Um, but anyway, so, you know, when this movie was first kind of announced, the big thing was that, you know, it was Nicolas Cage as, as Dracula. Um, and, and the, uh, you know, the basic concept is it's, it's, it's a movie about, about Renfield played, uh, by Nicholas Holt, um, or Halt or whatever you pronounce his name, um, who is kind of realizing that he's in like a toxic codependent relationship with his boss. Um, and he's looking to uh, get out of that relationship. And, and the way that he comes to this realization is he basically was uh, trolling a codependency support group to find victims because he figured, well, these people are in codependent relationships. So if I kill the person they're in a relationship with one, nobody's going to care because these people are terrible. And then I, maybe I'm doing something good for these people. Um, You know, he originally kind of went, he was following someone there with the intention 
of of having them be Dracula's victim. But then as he kind of sat in on the group, he was like, oh, these people are, you know, kind of in relationship with some shitty folks. Let me go ahead and grab them. And then along the way, he meets uh, Aquafina, who's a police officer um, who uh, has kind of been stuck on traffic cop duty. Um, and, uh, you know, then there's this whole kind of plot with this these fam- drug dealers and, and stuff and how they get worked into the whole thing. Um, you know, and it's one of those things where like, and then there's Nicholas Cage as Dracula. <laughs> right. Yes. Um, who is a surprising, not surprisingly good Dracula because, you know, Nicholas Cage is one of those actors where he, he, he does so much. He has such a huge body of work and he has admittedly, you know, by his own admission, taken roles because he had bills to pay. Mm-hmm. So that body of work is extremely uneven. But when you you watch him in something where he's good in it, you forget how good of an actor and how much fun he is. Yes. To watch on screen. Like if you, you know, if you last year, last couple of years, you know, if you watched Pig or if you watched, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the movie where he played Nick Cage, um, that he was so much fun in that role. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, and, so, and so you kind of forget that, you know, the man's got some serious talent. And and he was great as Dracula. It was his take on Dracula. Oh, I agree. Was vicious. Like, this is an incredibly gory movie, which I was absolutely surprised at. I, so, I did yeah. not watch any trailers, really, for this movie at all. I had no I idea. Um, how much action was in it. Because, you know, the whole thing with Renfield is he eats bugs and then he gets some of Dracula's powers. So I had no idea how much action was in it and how incredibly violent it is. Yeah. Uh, And that was a really nice surprise, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, same. Yeah. (laughs) Because everything about this movie was a pleasant, a a really pleasant surprise for me. Yeah. Because I just thought I was going to be like, yeah, it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. It, it's, there's going to be some jokes that I'm not like, I'm going to roll my eyes. Right. You know, it's like I just expect. And then I was like, Nicolas Cage is Dracula. Like you said, like, you know, it, the thing is when he's, I don't know. I don't want to say he doesn't care about some of the stuff he does, but there's a difference between Nicolas Cage getting to act and Nicolas Cage taking a role where they just want him to be Nicolas Cage. Like exactly. Unhinged, like lunatic Nicolas Cage. Right. Like I, I, I look at something like, um, you know, Prisoners of the Ghostland, right? Where you didn't yes. say anything the entire movie. That movie was terrible. That, that terrible. to me seemed like paycheck Nicolas Cage. Yeah. 100%. And while I was not a fan of, of Mandy, I know that mm. he really enjoyed that role, and a lot of people really enjoyed him I in love it. that movie. You know, to me, that's that's him in something he cares about, or like, you know, right. Pig, or, you know, yes. the, 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 like the other Nick Cage movie where he played himself, that was oh, like, uh, the unbearable way to talent. massive talent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, something like mom and dad, you kind of go, maybe uh, that, yeah. that might be paycheck Nick Cage. But then the the Lovecraft one. Oh, Color Out of Space. Color Out of Space. He seemed genuinely <clears throat> into that. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, I think I text you or maybe I put it in the Discord, man. But this movie, the biggest shock for me <clears throat> what was his Dracula. Because I'd seen, like, the, uh, you know, the couple of set photos at least. Yeah. But I didn't watch any trailers or anything. And, you know, uh, it, it had the same effect for me that Tom Cruise's Lestat did in Interview with the Vampire, mm-hmm. where he's so good 
as Lestat that when Lestat is out of that movie, that movie drags. Yeah. And I kind of had a similar feeling for this one when Nicolas Cage wasn't on screen because he was so good. I just wanted to see more of him. And, you know, it's it's not a Dracula movie. It's a Renfield movie, and we knew that. And and they kind of warned you ahead of time, look, he doesn't, have, he doesn't get a ton of screen time and stuff. Mm-hmm. But man, he's so fucking good when he is on screen that when he's not, I was just like, can we go back to like, what's Dracula up to? Like, what's, you know, like, yeah. I mean, I liked, I liked Renfield just fine. Aquafina, I thought it was great. I'm not mm-hmm. a huge fan of her, but she was really good in this. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just wanted more Dracula, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually liked all of it. I mean, I agree with you. He was, he was really fun to watch, but, you know, I think for me, because, it was it was like you know kind of an interesting take on because any time they you know any time you have a vampire movie where vampires are working with a familiar it it is never like the familiar is always all in right yeah right and and whether it's because they don't have control anymore or um that they just usually it's because they eventually want to be made a vampire. Like, you know, right. if you look at something like, you know, what we do in the shadows, you know, I mean, Guillermo, him, you know, he, he, over the course of that show, you know, has, has turned into a vampire hunter and, and realizing, you know, but, but he still, when he started, he wanted, he was doing everything and putting up with all the indignities and not really caring so much about the victims and because he wanted to be made a vampire. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's always, you know, th- this this uh, I shouldn't say always. I'm sure there's there's stories out there where that's not the case. But most of the time, when a familiar is represented in in pop culture, it's it's they're they're a willing participant. So right. it's kind of interesting to have, you know, a take where, you know, this guy is is realizing like, yeah, you know what, this relationship isn't really working. I'm going to try to get out from under it. Mm-hmm. Um, but but also recognizing that what he gets from it is there's there's some advantages to it too you know and then of course you've got you know kind of the fish out of water type of thing because he still acts like yes you know (laughs) in the 1800s um you know but the thing about this movie that and it's funny because i went and read like some of the rotten tomato reviews because i you know sometimes when you you know that a movie reviewed poorly and then you watch it and love it and you're kind of like i guess i'm just out of sync with Mm-hmm. You know, and I read other reviews of this movie. And I still don't understand why people didn't like it, but um, or I guess I'm not sure what exactly it is they expected. Um, right. But you know, I think if you watch trailers and and thought it was like a what we do in the shadows, and then you watch it, some of the humor is there. And 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 the guys, Chris McKay, the guy who who wrote this, or sorry, who directed this, he he's mm-hmm. half of the the team that did the Lego movies. Yeah. Uh, Lego Batman and the Lego movies and and some of that that sense of humor is there and then knowing that Robert Kirkman was was one of the writers explains why it's as violent as it is but the violence while it's it's over the top and it's super gory they also have moments of humor and levity in it which oh, is, absolutely, so it's, yeah. it's it's not necessarily just violence for the sake of violence even though there there is some of that there's there's a lot of jokes that come out as a result of it, but also in the middle of it. And and there's this one scene in a in a motel. It's one of those like courtyard type of motels where the rooms all go around the central. And Nick is whole. And I'm, I don't want to spoil it, but he does an incredibly gory thing. 
and there's people watching on a monitor and it was kind of like he you know there's this, like this chorus of oh shits but when they show the people <laughs> watching on the monitor there's this woman off to the side and she's not an important character at all in fact we only ever really see her as one of these lackeys watching in the monitor and she was laughing and clapping her hands and i that to me like i know it's stupid but it was that little detail where it was like it's like because I was also laughing and you right. know, like inside, right. like it's like to feel like there was somebody else who also thought this was hilarious. Like, <laughs> right, exactly. Yep. Um, and and some of those little details like that, where it almost is like letting you know, like the movie is like in on it too. They're kind of like, yeah, we get yeah. it. This is totally over the top and ridiculous. Just you know, just have a good time with it. Just kind of roll with it because it's not a deep movie. By no. any stretch, I mean no. it's it's um, you know kind of what I what I laid out there is about as as deep as it gets. Um, and and it, uh, Ben Schwartz, I thought was great as a villain, also. Yeah, it, yeah. It, ben Schwartz and Nicolas Cage interacting with each other is not mm-hmm. something I ever would have thought I would enjoy or like need it in my life, but God, it was fucking great. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And and uh, you know, and the idea of of, of Ben Schwartz. Um, you know, him him just kind of being this hapless, you know, son of right. drug dealers who's just constantly trying to, uh, you know, prove, you know, prove his worth, and and then kind of how that that works its way into the, the yes. plot was 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 great. Um, you know, I I think that you know a movie like this too, like so often when when they have an idea like this that's not an incredibly you know, not to say that it isn't fleshed out, but it's a very simple idea. They they still try to pack in, you know, forty five minutes of backstory. But this was like a yeah. lean hour and a half. Like it, yes. it, you know, it was very tight. It knew uh, kind of what it want, what it wanted to do. Got in, did its thing, and got out. And and it's so rare now. I feel like I feel like the pendulum is starting to swing, especially for horror movies. Back. To the ninety-minute like mm-hmm. roller coaster rides, yes. like recognizing that you know, um, it's like it's like you had somebody had posted that Twitter tweet to the Discord or whatever. The guy saying like you know, back in the day, if there was a show called Surf Vampire, every episode would be <laughs> you know you'd see this vampire surfing all episode long. Now like in streaming, the first season is fucking nine hours of flashbacks and then five minutes of the vampire surfing. Right. Yes. And that seems to be something with movies too, is it's like, you know, this, this constant need to fill in all this backstory or rather than just like get right to it. Um, and this movie, you know, gets right to it. And, and one other thing that I, that I loved about it was the way they filmed the flashback stuff at the opening scenes to look like, Oh yeah, know, the 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 Bela Lugosi was, Dracula or the Hammer films or whatever. Yeah, I was uh, I was listening to a, a podcast with the director, and yeah, they they uh, like those are actually the, the reels from the original movie. Oh they really? Just, yeah, they just put Nick Cage in there, and then had to like I don't know what, I don't know what the technical terms are, but like, I don't not superimpose, but like whatever they had to do to digitally alter how he looked to make it look like he fit in that movie. And I thought that was fantastic. Yeah. You know, they, they nailed it. And they didn't, <clears> and, they, and they wouldn't, they didn't have to do that. Right. Right. Like they, they could have just done whatever. And yep. it's like, 
and stuff like that, I think it, 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 to me, just goes to show that even though this was like a comedy, like they still took it seriously enough. They still took yeah. Dracula seriously enough. Yeah, Chris McKay, hey, he, he had to fight for that, and and I think I told you, uh, there's while there's a lot of CGI gore, CGI, and then a lot of you know the the action stuff is is yeah. like you said over the top, almost comic booky in a way. Some of the fights and stuff, but he also had to fight really hard for a lot of the for as much practical stuff as he he put in as much as they let him put in. So mm-hmm. it's not all CG. But I will say the practical stuff is so good yeah. that you know you almost can't tell like which they even well I should say the CG is so good honestly yeah. that you almost kind of can't tell where that starts and stops because like you know uh, Nicolas Cage gets set on fire at the start and that's mm-hmm. part of like the what Renfield's doing is trying to get him victims to, to get him you know back to back up to speed or whatever and. Like he's got, he's like this burn makeup that's yeah. really fucking good, and like, yeah. yeah. And the studio was like, eh, it's a little too scary, and he's like, well, <laughs> so yeah, like, it's a horror comedy, so and so he really had to fight for that stuff, yeah. <clears throat> and he's like, Cage was like, so cool, and he sat in the makeup chair for hours, all that stuff, and he, like he just had a, you know, he had such a good, uh, good presence attitude. on yeah. set, good attitude, yeah. That uh, he said he was just like he didn't have any crazy Nick Cage stories because they yeah. were asking him, they were like kind of trying to fish for him, and he's like, I really don't have one, guys. Like he was just the nicest, most like super chill. He had a ball, you know. He loves movies, he loves talking about movies, kind of thing, and like he was just like the nicest dude. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, and that's the thing. It's like anytime to me, I think that. You know, you can have a you can have a movie that is not a serious movie, but the filmmakers still take it seriously. Like mm-hmm. comedy is not easy to do. Uh, you know, no movie is easy to make. But and I know some people would say, well, they, they didn't find it funny, so maybe this one didn't hit its mark, and that's fine. But I think that you know, something like this where there's a lot of you're asking for practical effects, special effects, makeup you know, comedy, action sequence, all that stuff. Like this this is a movie that if it if it wasn't taken seriously by the filmmakers, I think it would have shown. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that they care as much about and also it's a Dracula movie. Like and Dracula has a long storied history that you can't just decide to fuck with. It's not like right. an interview with a vampire where you're just doing your riff on vampires like this right. is dracula like he needs to be the scariest motherfucker in the room right um you know and they and and they really did you know kind of treat the character you know i, I think appropriately when they were making it um and he had a lot of teeth <laughs> yeah he did <laughs> uh you know like it reminds me of you know like the hammer dracula where where you know because like as much as like i love the bell lugosi stuff i mean there was and understandably so they were kind of relatively bloodless movies and it wasn't sure. until like you know for me some of those you know christopher Plummer, the hammer movies where you would see the blood kind of coming down the side of his face after he he fed yeah. or whatever that you know you started to realize oh yeah this this cat's a blood like he's 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 the real deal. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So so definitely, you know, give it a whirl. I, I think that yeah, I feel like not knowing, like just may just go watch it. Don't yeah, you know, don't don't spend a lot of time looking up things because I think it, going into it and being surprised by it is is probably for the best. Yeah. Um, okay. So next movie is uh, – this is a movie that I actually went to 
the theater to see. And I haven't seen a horror movie in the theater since I want to say Hereditary. Um, wow. I'm trying to think uh, when stuff came out, but yeah, it'd been a minute since I'd seen a horror movie, like a, like a full on horror movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that is evil dead rise. So it came out and I had a Friday where, um, I got off work at like one o'clock. I had nothing going on that afternoon. There was like a one twenty showing. And again, yet another 90 minute, you know, roller coaster ride. And I was like, fuck it, I'm doing it. And I, my only regret was that I didn't see it in a packed theater. More importantly, a theater packed with Evil Dead fans. Because I think this movie, at like a midnight showing, or like a theater filled with, with Evil Dead fans, I think it would have been just a fucking blast to watch. Um, because there's so many kind of nods and things to the past movies that um, I think with having like a packed house as opposed to like the 10 people that were in the theater <laughs> when I saw it, uh, it would, it would have made a bit yeah. of a difference. Um, but um, I, I absolutely loved it. Um, I, I mean, I was a big fan of the reboot. Um, I know oh, yeah. Some people, you know, weren't. Um, and this to me feels, you know, like, kind of a continuation of that but also a continuation it, it, of the originals yeah it, it certainly lives in the, it, it it carves its own kind of spot but certainly feels like it lives in the universe you know it's yeah. it's different enough uh, it, it's similar enough that you you absolutely know you're watching an evil dead movie yeah but the fact that it's not in a cabin the fact that it's you know it's it's different characters it's not fucking ash again you know that yeah. type of thing uh and, and it almost it really like it makes me excited for more evil dead just because of kind of the possibilities that it opens up yeah. you know that these deadites aren't always just trying to get ash you know like it's it's different characters for a change and still doing the evil dead thing but just in a not so familiar way yeah. I think that was my favorite part about it. Yeah. Yeah, and it and I mean and, and it's funny because it it starts off at a cabin. So you kinda mm-hmm. go, All right, like, you know, you kinda think you are going to have a very similar type of evil yeah. dead experience. Right. And then it quickly switches to, you know, this apartment building. Um, you know, uh Teresa um or uh, sorry, um it's uh, Ellie and Beth are um, sisters, and um, you know Ellie lives in this apartment building with her kids. Beth's her kind of like a strange sister who comes back, and the the, the apartment building is going to get knocked down. So you know they they have to figure out where you know where they're going to live. Um, and there's like an earthquake, and it kind of cracks open uh, space in the in the uh, the building. Their kid finds uh, the Necronomicon, uh, opens it up, reads from it, and, you know, obviously we know what happens at that point. Um, So it's basically Beth and, you know, kind of Ellie, and this is in the trailers, like Ellie kind of gets infected first, and then, you know, Beth is kind of dealing with that, but then she's got three kids she's also dealing with, plus there's other people still on the, you know, on the floor of the the apartment building. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. 
and so and and with with kind of the deadites you know running rampant and so you know the thing about it is there's um you know you don't have the ability like in 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 evil dead evil dead 2 and also you know the reboot of of like the woods where you know somebody could kind of get out and try to get away like they are you know th- this movie was like you know to me it was like a little bit of don't breathe a little bit of green room um mm. you know like these these very claustrophobic kind of experiences yeah. where you're stuck in this whatever three bedroom apartment and even if you were to get out of the apartment you're stuck on this floor um you know there's there's really nowhere to hide and then how are you managing to survive against um you know these things that are that are coming after you and 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 the mm-hmm. thing about this movie that i i really enjoyed was the writer director um lee cronin he he absolutely knew like he knew evil dead you know yeah. this wasn't this wasn't like some weird you know this wasn't like some kind of cash in this wasn't him just trying to i mean he he absolutely put his own spin on it but he 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 knows enough about the movies and the deadites and everything to be able to hit all the right notes not in a way that um felt like he was just you know, pay, paying lip service, but recognizing that there's commonalities, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's a through line, you know, kind of between the in these in these films, and there's a way that deadites act and a way that they don't. Like deadites are not only are they violent, but they're mean. Like they're yeah. they're they're assholes, right? So it's right. not like, um, you know, I mean, they're they're going to be. It's it part of what they do. The shock value is not just. The physical, but it's the emotional. It's the way yes. that the, the stuff that they say, the way that they might attack you personally. They're in, they're in the body of of someone that you knew, you, right. you know, right? So and, when you're saying these horrible things, right, and laughing about it, you know, right? And and they they seem to have almost like a knowledge of uh-huh. the person they're inhabiting to be able to use these things against you. Uh-huh. Um, and so it's not just. Uh, you know, like like a lot of times, sometimes or not a lot, but sometimes with like possession movies, you know, the the person's just kind of like a husk, and and so yeah, you know, if if the person is saying something terrible, the demon, it's just because the demon is trying to say something awful, right? But they don't may necessarily have access to it to to what the the host feels or remembers to be able to make those things intensely personal for the person right. with them and that the, but the deadites do that's that's part of why they're so un, unsettling mm-hmm. um you know so like you said you're you're what this person that you know and love saying these terrible things to you and then watching them do these even more horrible things yeah um you know and then there was enough callbacks to kind of earlier movies um that i didn't feel like like to me, there, there's a difference between kind of paying respect to stuff that had come before and just being like lip service. Yes, and I, I don't, I don't know if I could tell you what that difference is. It's you know, it's I'd, I'd know it if I saw it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it's, um, I don't know. There's like a subtlety to it, and there's like yeah. a 
you know, it doesn't like beat you over the head with it. It doesn't like, you know, it just kind of, it just kind of does what it does. And you get that, like, oh, I see what you did there kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and there was a lot of that in this movie. Um, yes, there was. Um, and then I loved how without, and I don't want to spoil it, but I loved how, you know, the movie kind of fucked around with the structure of things. You know, mm. when, when, you know, by the time the movie ends, you almost kind of forgot what happened at the beginning. <laughs> right. Um, and then you realize without, because it doesn't explicitly uh, tell you what it's doing uh, mm. in terms of structure. It, it allows you uh, as the viewer to figure that out, which I always love because, man, we just have, and I get it, like, I, now that everyone can just go out there and put whatever the fuck they want, you know, you might have somebody saying how confusing a movie is because they can't, they don't have two fucking brain cells to rub together, right? Right. <laughs> and you don't want, yeah. you don't want that person, whatever, fucking review bombing your movie because yes. they're not, you know, they're not smart enough to understand what's going on. So, unfortunately, you know, we've got such a tendency now in films to over-explain things because they're they're essentially storytelling to the lowest common denominator. Um, and so I love when, when a film just has enough faith in its audience to say, I mean, it's, it's, it's Evil Dead. It's not fucking Shakespeare, right? Um, right. <laughs> it has enough faith in its audience to know, like, well, they'll get it. Like, they'll figure it out. They don't have to put a placard that explains it all or a line or whatever it is they just go yeah no they'll, they'll get it it's fine <laughs> yeah exactly. you know and there might be some people that are like i don't understand what happened who's that at the end and it's like well maybe this wasn't for you yeah well. <laughs> yeah because i had watched so i had watched the ash versus evil dead for i want to say like the first two seasons it was on and then i honestly i kind of forgot about it and i don't really know did you watch that show? I watched a season and a half, I think, and I fell okay. off of it. Yeah, so I have no idea how like how that show ended. Um, oh yeah, I don't either. But um, you know, that was definitely a way more you know, because even the Evil Dead movies, they got more like less Evil Dead and more just kind of yes. goofy, silly, like, campy. Yeah. yeah, like Army of Darkness was not like Evil Dead. No, you know, so it's like even it, and then and then Ash versus Evil Dead. It was still very bloody and very violent, and but it was way more kind of horror, like comedy, than it was yes. like horror. Um, yeah, you know, and then then you had that swing to the <laughs> the reboot that was reboot, like, like shit, <laughs> super super fucking dark and and, yeah. and gnarly. Like that movie can just at times just be incredibly difficult to watch but in a good right. way like there's just some yeah, really yeah, yeah. just awful scenes in that film absolutely <laughs> and i feel like this one it kind of moved a little bit back more into the com still some some real gross shit but um right you know swung enough in into the 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 comedy zone to to um to to firmly be you know kind of an evil dead movie so uh but yeah like say, you uh, go ahead uh, no, I was going to say this is dumb, but my one kind of disappointment was the cheese grater. 
Oh my God. So excited when you put hashtag Evil Dead Rise on Twitter and a cheese grater came up, and I was like, they've got my attention. I love that scene. That was awesome. I mean, here's the thing it was. You're right. And if you've never seen a cheese grater used (laughs) in this manner, that that was gnarly. Like, don't get me wrong. But there's a movie that I saw years ago. Some little weird indie horror that had a a hell of a mean streak in it. Mm-hmm. And it, it, this couple, their car breaks down. They, they were having a fight or something. There's a married couple. The car breaks down on like a dirt road or like next to this farm. They, of course, walked to the farm to ask to use the phone. And the people who own the farm are like, you know, not good people. And they like tie them up and shit. And they're doing all this fucked up stuff to them. And it has one of my favorite twist endings of all fucking time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It completely floored me. Like, cause if I was just like, eh, all right, it's just people doing what people do, being fucked up. But the way it ended, I was like, what the fuck? It was so good. But there's a scene where they take a cheese grater to the husband. Oh. He's tied up in a chair, and they take it to his kneecap. Ah. And I was just like, once you see that, <laughs> like, yeah. what happens in this one? I was like, okay, that was good, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, yeah. that kneecap scene, and I can't fucking remember the name of the movie. It's something say, like yeah. Farmhouse or the, some some. It's some generic ass. I don't even remember why I watched it, but I need to find it again because fuck that ending. I want to watch it again now. Yeah. No. All right. I can understand that. I mean, when she grabbed it, I was like, oh yeah, shit. Like, uh, I know. What are we doing with this? And then, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, it was it, for me, it was just really nice to go to a, I, I, you know, I, I hadn't had anything that I wanted to see in a theater. I mean, I, I want to watch John Wick four. I don't want to spend four hours in a theater watching John right. Wick four. And I'm yeah. sure, and I know I'm sure it's amazing. I'm sure I'll enjoy it when I watch it at home. I had zero interest in, in Avatar. Um, yeah, I skipped Ant Man, which you know mm. after watching it at home was the right decision. I skipped uh, Love and Thunder, which after watching it at home was the right decision. Mm. Um, I still haven't seen either one of them. Uh, you're you're there's there's no need to change that. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know the last movie I'd seen in the theater was Wakanda Forever, and you know as I'd mentioned between not liking the film and having a really terrible theater experience mm. i and i really was kind of wary but i was like Ugh. no nope i saw nope in the theater so that would have been the last yep. horror movie i saw yep. in the theater and that was great so yep. you know when i went to see this I theater, yeah i did too yeah. when i went to see this and it was literally i counted the seats it was an 85 seat theater <laughs> and it was like maybe 10 of us there um mm. and it was great um so i was really nice. glad that i that i went to see it uh in the theater because you know, sometimes depending on the horror movie, uh, you know, home is fine, but sometimes it's also just fun to get that nice dark oh, yeah. theater and, uh, you know, have that experience. So, um, but definitely check it out because if you're if you're a fan of Evil Dead or just kind of funny, gnarly horror comedies, then this is definitely uh, definitely something you want to want to check out. Um, okay. Um, and it re- did you see Guardians of the Galaxy? I, I know. No. I okay. <laughs> no, I'm good. 
Yeah, I, I, I figured you probably wouldn't. Um, At this point, I feel like I don't even need to because, again, people on the internet aren't nearly as subtle as they like to think they are when they start talking about these movies and no spoilers, but and I'm like, uh, it doesn't take a genius to like read between the lines there, bud. Well, what's funny is there's, there's, there's really not a lot to spoil, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I guess like just knowing if you paid any attention to, um, what do you call it? Uh, just like what the folks who make the movie have said, like mm-hmm. there was no surprise that this was the last one for yeah. them. So, I mean, whatever that ends up, however you think that's going to go, you know, I mean, I I don't even know what there is to spoil. It wasn't like, you know, there weren't these, there were no like plot developments to me that when I, when I I saw it on the screen that I was surprised at. Um, It just was, um, it was very funny. It was very heartfelt. Um, Like I was not a fan of the second one. Mm -hmm. Um, I felt like it had a, a real big mean streak to it. Um, in a way that kind of went beyond how you can be kind of shitty to your family, shittier than maybe to your friends, and it's okay because they're family, and right. it all comes out in the wash. Um, you know, I felt this movie was um, everybody kind of dealing with, with kind of their own stuff. Um, and similar to how in the game, you know, although not as bickering as much how you know when if you played the game and then they're all kind of at each other's throats but then by the end of the the movie they're all kind of together as a unit it felt more like that where they were you know at times would be fighting with each other because it's what they do but but they had each other's backs more than i felt they did in 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 kind of the second one um so it was just very heartfelt and and funny and and um, there was also some kind of disturbing shit in it, which was awesome because you know James Gunn he he's good at that, um, and I I really enjoyed it. I you know I was pleasantly surprised and I saw that in the theater too. So um, nice, yeah. And I was, I was sitting here thinking. I guess the last I'd forgotten Nope, but so I saw Nope and the Batman, and then before that it was. Uh, Invisible Man, like right before the pandemic, everything shut down. Yeah, it's funny because Invisible Man was was one of the first movies that when they offered it for home viewing, I, I watched. I think it was mm-hmm. it was the first movie that I paid you know twenty bucks for or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah, to uh, to watch it at home. Yeah, I think we saw it like it was a weekday because I wasn't at work mm-hmm. for some reason, and like literally everything shut down a day or two after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a great fucking movie. I need to watch that. Yeah, again. it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, I watched yeah. it not too long ago. Goose. I don't think Goose hadn't seen it or something. Mm-hmm. I watched it for some reason. Yeah, that, that's such a good one. Um, uh, that restaurant scene where sisters. Uh, mm, that's, that's, yeah. That's <laughs> up, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, there's. Um, I'm trying to think the next thing that's cut. Co- oh, oh, well, Fast X, which apparently now is going to be 19 movies. He's going to make. Whatever. It's it's like Fast and Furious reminds me of there's this there's this uh, saying for projects, you know, large projects that the last 20 percent of the project takes 80 percent of the work. Mm. Um, And that's what I feel like this last movie is turning into. It's like I love Fast and Furious as much, if not more than the next guy. I don't want the last thing to be three movies. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and it's like 
you know, but uh, I I had forgotten that it's Friday, but I have my mom's uh, going to be in town for my daughter's graduation and she doesn't leave until five o'clock on Friday. So uh, I don't know how long it is. I'm sure it's like four hours long. So I'll have to figure out when I can go see it. But, um, you know, uh, in terms of other movies, I you know, one of the movies they showed a trailer for was the new Indiana Jones. And I was like, God damn it, yeah. if that actually doesn't look like something that might be good. I don't know if I'll go to the theater to see it, but uh, you know, it, it looked yeah. way better than Crystal Skull, uh, which yeah. is not which is a very low bar to clear, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate Crystal Skull, man. I know a lot of people shit on it, but outside of the outside of the alien bullshit at the end, I actually enjoy it up until yeah. that point. Yeah. Yeah. Um but um I have to watch uh, what's it the La, La Husera or Husera the Bone Woman that just hit Shutter on Friday. Oh okay, man, um, I'm so behind. I'm I've been so disappointed with Shutter as of late. I barely even look at it anymore because I'm just like it's all going to be it's all going to suck. There was Black that, was really good. Yeah, I know you told me that one, and I, and yeah. I did look at that, but I I think I ended up watching Renfield instead. Yeah, I I was I was pleasantly surprised at how much I enjoyed From Black. Nice, um, but yeah, I agree I, with you. It. You know, ever since they they kind of did all those layoffs, I'd kind of been a little worried, and you know, yeah. just kind of throw some of these really not great stuff. Whoever's doing the kind of the acquisitions there is not either mm-hmm. doesn't have the same resources or what, but it's not the same for sure. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so real quick, uh, I have been playing um, Star Wars. Star Wars. I don't know why I said the Star the Star Wars. The wars between the stars. Uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Um, and man, I got to tell you, for a game, when I first started playing this shit, I was so just like, eh, that's whatever. Um, and I, you know, there was a few changes that I made. And ever since then, I've just been just really thoroughly enjoying myself uh, playing this game. Um, and I'm going to say what the, the, the couple changes are. The first change, and this is this is a big one, because especially for me and probably for most people who play kind of open world games, but it's the same thing that happened if you ever played Dragon Age Inquisition. The opening area, Kobo, the first, it's not the first planet you get to, it's the second one, is so big and there's so much you can see at the beginning that you almost get bogged down thinking oh i've got to explore every part of this planet that i can but then you actually start to get bored because you're like oh great another crab or oh great you know whatever this you're not fighting the empire I mean, occasionally you'll come across some stormtroopers or some battle droids but it's like oh great another whatever another rolling dust might mm. enemy well don't do that <laughs> fucking get just like do some exploring sure the the way the best way i would say when you're playing this game to determine where to go is is as you when you get to kobo because so unlike in the first game where you would go to a planet and do a bunch of exploring go to another planet do a bunch of exploring do another planet do a bunch of exploring and then occasionally pop back and forth this movie or sorry, this game, you go to Kobo, you do a bunch of stuff. Then you go to another planet. Then you come back to Kobo. Now you can do more stuff. Then you go to another planet. Then you come back. Now you can do more stuff. And a good way to gauge where you can go and what where, where you can go and you have the tools that you need to get there 
is there these rumors will pop up and it's like, oh, there's this monster or oh, there's this bounty hunter going after Cal. Go if you if you just kind of follow those, they only ever give you a rumor in an area that you can actually get to. And so rather than spending a bunch of time exploring somewhere just to find, oh, I can't go any further because I don't have the G jaw or the who's he what's it to get to do it, you just kind of go to where the rumors say to go, fuck up some giant sand crab or whatever other bullshit. And then and then once you kind of do that, you can do some exploring, but like go do the next part of the story. Because getting bogged down at the opening space it it kind of sucks some of the joy out of the game and it was kind of a balance i understand what kind of why they did it but at the same time it's like go do the the story in this game is is really really good there are it 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 mixes high republic stuff and you know uh, the empire stuff it's got really good writing really good acting it, it, there there's a twist that i half saw coming and when i say that i mean i saw part of the twist coming but then there was another part to it entirely that i did not see at all um there's some once you go further in the story and you unlock more of cal's platforming there are some really cool because this is respawn and these guys know traversal and they know how to do those cinematic action sequences there's a sequence kind of midway through this game where I mean, the platform, it's all platforming, but it's action based platforming. And it is so fucking cool to see the way that they throw all of the different things that you uh, uh, as a player have learned how to navigate Cal through these um, these uh, areas and throws it all at you at once. Uh, and it, it is. And then in the back, the backdrop is just huge, you know kind of action spectacle and it is really really cool and so the the you know and it's nothing against the kobo the the main area but it's like you want to get going because you want to kind of get to some of this stuff then when you go back to kobo and now you've got more traversal tools under your in your belt you can then not feel so frustrated or you can go view other things and then the other thing is just put on whatever fucking difficulty you want like you don't have to, I had to do like that the first one yeah. right like like this is it's a souls like but it's not a souls game it's not this is not Sekiro. it's funny i was watching uh read some list sickle that was like oh here's some games you should play after jedi survivor and the number two was like Sekiro, and i was like get the fuck out of here <laughs> get the fuck out of here unless you are playing Jedi Survivor on the highest difficulty setting. Yeah. What? Who do you hate so much that you're telling them to go fucking play Sekiro after <laughs> this? Like, okay, all right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, but you know, it, you take advantage of the fact that it's a Souls like with a fucking difficulty slider. Like, I'm not gonna lie. So you'll fight. You know, just like in the first game. Uh, we're with the giant frog that would kill you. There's mm-hmm. another frog here. I put that shit on story mode and I fucked that thing up. There's a force terror <laughs> where you fight it and the one from the first game. I put that shit on story mode and I fucked that thing up. I play most of this game on Padawan. I don't care because I'm yeah. having fun. Right. I'm taking advantage of the fact that I don't have to bang my head against the wall fighting a boss 
for mm-hmm. an hour and a half or two hours learning split second timing and pairing. If that's what you want to do, more power to you. It's whatever yeah. makes you happy. I don't right. want to do that. I want to get to the next set piece. I want to get I want to see where the story goes because this game is so, you know, we had so much you know, this this game, the story in this game reminds me more of the books that all came out both I mean which have now been canonically wiped off the map, but you know, the 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 the, the, the heir to the empire books, the mm. I Jedi, the you know, even when they, they, they did the expanded universe and they said all that stuff doesn't care, now we're doing this set of books and this is the actual story. Like these these books that that played with the idea of the Jedi and the Empire and the and the the the, the rebellion, and it wasn't this rigid, you know, this this code that was so rigid in the films, because you know for whatever reason that that allowed some breathing of you know maybe what would something like this be like for real actual people, right? Like, right. like, how unrealistic is it to say you can't have someone that you love, right? Like, and so, you know, this, because, like, my favorite Star Wars stuff was Kyle Katarn. Like, I Jedi is, like, my favorite Star Wars thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved that book. And I, and I loved because they got into, for Kyle, you know, it, he was a complex character and he brought that complexity to being a Jedi, it wasn't black and white and, and, and it, and it wasn't, you know, he, he, there was, there was, you know, looking at the force and the Jedi in these very strict terms is what causes problems in the first place is what makes it so easy for people to fall to the dark side because they don't feel like they have a choice. You either follow this very rigid code where you're supposed to what, give up everything that you care about or, you you or you get mad, it, understandably so, because people have emotions. And now what? Because I got mad at something, my only choice is to pick up a red saber and fucking murder children. Like, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? And so like like that to me when I was when I was read that was like my first kind of taste of you know this under this idea that there's more to this and there's the possibility to tell stories. And I love that this game just leans so far into that and does the same thing with Cal and and the characters and the way that they bring characters back and weave them in and, and you see um, the change in them and, and where these characters have grown and progressed from the first game. And man, I just, I just am digging it so much. I'm having such a good time nice. with it. Um, and when I first started playing it, you know, I was just kind of like, eh, you know, it's fine. Um, and I don't know. I mean, yeah. So just, you know, kind of, Get off of Kobo and take the play the game on your terms, not the game's terms. Take advantage of the fact and that it allows you. And there's so many cool accessibility options um, that you can get into um, to really kind of tailor the experience to be what works for you. And then play the game the way that it works for you. But don't worry about some you know notion of how you're supposed to play, kind of like a Souls like. Um, yeah. And then just you know. Just have fun with it and have a good time. I'm I'm really interested to see kind of where it goes because knowing like when it takes place in relation to um, Star Wars and then also kind of knowing 
some of the expanded universe, the shows and stuff, and seeing what's coming. I'm really kind of curious to see um, where this game goes. And, and I'm not so like, I don't need to see Cal Kestis show up on a Disney Plus show. Like, I don't, you know, right. uh, I don't need everything tied up in a bow. Um, right. You know, they, they, I think that's one of the things that they've done a good job with, with some of this expanded universe stuff is they've, they've, they've made it pretty clear that like, no, no, I mean, the purge was effective. It wasn't a hundred percent effective. Um, and, and this kind of expands on that, that like, there are people that there are Jedi out there that found ways to survive and hide. Um, and just because we never heard of Cal Kestis in, you know, anything up until this point doesn't mean that he's not still alive somewhere or whatever. I mean, it's just, it's a big universe. There's lots of stories. They don't have to have the last name of Skywalker. And I'm glad that a game like this exists because, you know, that was one of the things that pissed me off so much about Rise of Skywalker is it's like, are we fucking coming back to the same fucking family? Like, what is this? The, like, fucking King Charles? Like, only this, (laughs) this fucking you know inbred bloodline is allowed to be jedi like fuck that like yeah you know i mean there's a whole ga- you know galaxy of stories to tell and you know and 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 as much as i wasn't a fan of the prequels it opening it up and showing the huge you know it's like green lanterns right like you've got green lanterns all across the galaxy different species like to, yeah. to make every green lantern story about hal jordan or whoever is Green Lantern at the moment, because I haven't read a Green Lantern comic in forever. It's Hal Jordan, yeah. You know, I mean, that, that, and I understand because it's Earth, but, like, there's so much stuff. If you wanted to tell stories about Green Lanterns, you would never have to touch Hal Jordan at all. Same thing with Star Wars. There are Jedi from countless species across the galaxy, and, and, like I said, the Purge was effective, but clearly not 100%, so there's so many of these stories to tell, and they don't all, all have to end up with them popping up, you know, on a in a movie or a TV show just, just to make you go, oh, hey, I know that guy, you know. Right, yes. Um, so, yeah, I mean, totally, I highly recommend it, and it it's nice. just it is that being said it's buggy as fuck <laughs> yeah <laughs> like oh yeah i've seen god the internet is ruthless <laughs> like, oh and and understandably so it's it's 70 dollars yeah uh and i've i've had some cutscenes where i'm like what is happening right now <laughs> um you know i've had to restart my game when i shouldn't have had to on more than one occasion um you know cal's got this move where you know, once your meter fills up, you click both thumbsticks and he makes everything slow down and then you can attack enemies and you can put points into it to extend how long it goes for, or whether attacking an enemy breaks it with all that shit. <laughs> so I was standing on a ledge and normally when you're standing on a ledge, if you want to drop down, you hit the circle button and you drop down to whatever's climbable under the ledge. I thought there was something climbable underneath. Apparently there wasn't because I hit circle. I did not click the thumbstick. I hit circle. He made it go slow and then walked off the edge and fell to his death <laughs> in slow motion. And I was like, what the fuck? And then the game locked up and I had to restart it. All right. <laughs> I had one scene where, you know, a character was riding in an elevator with me, uh, but they were six feet, seven feet off the ground. It's like they like they hadn't caught up 
with the yeah. geometry of the platform. <laughs> and then when we landed, they just went and like landed on like it was a normal thing. Like they were on an invisible elevator that was six, seven feet above everybody else. And then when our elevator landed, theirs kept going down and then they met up with us and we left, you know, and it's shit like that. <laughs> right. And it's I mean, this game is easily, I would say, given that there's been two patches out and when it came out, I would say it probably released at least a month, if not two months too early. Yeah. Um, which is a shame because, you know, like you said, the internet is ruthless. But that being said, and I understand the PC port is a fucking mess. I don't know if it still yes. is. Um, but, you know, I, I on, a, on PS5, it looks and plays absolutely fantastic. So um, I highly recommend it. Um, nice. I got to finish the first one still. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, this will be something that, you know, based on when it came out, come Black Friday, you'll probably be able to get it for like 30 bucks or something. Yeah. It, it absolutely it's it's totally worth it. And I'm not going to I'm not going to get all the trophies. I'm not going to go back and, you know, this is the type of game that for me. It would ruin my enjoyment when I was done with it to then go back and try to get every collectible and all that shit. And, and I'm, I'm not, you know, I don't want to do that. I'd rather just have a good time with it. And the bounties, maybe I might go and kill all the bounty hunters. Um, mm. But, you know, we'll see. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, it's like, I'm, a, I'm, I know you weren't a fan of breath of the wild. I love breath of the wild. I'm still strangely like not all hyped up for tears of the kingdom or tears of the kingdom. I don't know what the right, it's tears. It's tears. I have it coming. It should be here tomorrow. But, you know, I've been having such a good time with this game. I kind of thought it'd be like, ah, it'll be filler. But yeah. I'm having such a good time with it. I just I don't really want it to, to end. That's how much I'm enjoying it. Um, you know, not to say that I'm not looking forward to get in, get into to Zelda, which I was floored, by the way, on Friday. Linda's like, why aren't you playing the new Zelda? And I was like, how the fuck man, do you know there's a new Zelda? I, out? <laughs> man, it is, it is an event. Yeah. Like I got hype and I yeah. fucking hate breath of the wild. I had to like talk myself down. She, she had the today show on while she was working mm. uh, and the Jonas brothers was on, which by the way, not a huge Jonas brothers fan, but Mm-mm. their new album is actually quite good. Um, they were on because every summer, the Today Show does the summer concert series where they mm-hmm. have a band. And they were asking them, well, what are you going to be doing tonight or today? And they're like, oh, we're going here. But then they said, oh, but Breath, you know, Tears of the Kingdom comes out. New Zelda comes out tonight. So we're not doing anything tonight. We're just playing Zelda. So that's how my wife knew about it. <laughs> and then she she knew enough for me. It was like, why aren't you playing the new Zelda? And I was like, how the f- what? <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. It's really cool to like for something to happen in gaming for me to get excited about it, even yeah. for a minute. Yeah. Like bringing back the midnight releases. Yes. And the, the entire fucking lines. world. Yeah. yeah. Seems to like be so excited for it. And I just couldn't help but you gotta get swept up in it for a little bit. But I know yeah. I'm gonna hate the game. So Yeah. Yeah, I mean I was I you know, I'm sure I, I towards the end of Breath of the Wild, the whole um weapon degradation stuff it, it really didn't matter to me you know yeah. i mean i had enough like high level shit that i was carting around that it I, it didn't matter uh and then once you get kind of master sword it was like whatever um it was all that shit though god damn and yeah like- it, but it's front loaded 
and he had to eat, and then he had to have the thing because this place was too cold. Then he had to have something else at this place. I was like, motherfucker. Like, yes, yeah. and it's it's very front-loaded, all that effort. But once you get to the point where you've kind of gotten all that stuff, then you're, it's just fine. Yeah. Um, and so, But then when I was reading about kind of the degradation stuff, I was like, uh... <laughs> again? Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, and I'm sure once I get into it, I'll have a good time with it and, um, you know, and enjoy it. But it does right now, honestly, watching the different stuff, it does feel and, and I'm sure it'll be different once you play it. But it, it seems very daunting, too. It's like when you see yes. people like, oh, I'm in an aircraft carrier. You're like, do I need to make an aircraft carrier? <laughs> I don't know how yeah. to do that, you know, or whatever. Or they're yeah. talking about all these different things. And you real you forget that, like, you know, some of these people that play they're still finding things mm-hmm. in Breath of the Wild. These people are fucking geniuses with this game. That is not so, the majority of people playing this game, and Nintendo right. knows that. I went down a little bit of a rabbit hole of Breath of the Wild this week somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the one of the people I watch on Twitch, they, um, they uploaded a YouTube video of them wanting to learn how to speedrun Breath of the Wild from the, from this guy that, that is kind of known for speedrunning Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to see if he could get get the game done in under 45 minutes that was his goal and so like Mm -hmm. you know the video that he released was just he had you know cut kind of his experience in in trying to learn the hacks and the tricks and the Mm -hmm. you know all the little things and it's fucking incredible what how yes people have raked that like fine with a fine tooth comb gone through that game and like you know just are so obsessed with it that they've broken it down. And they still down. find stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing to me, like, just the, the scope of that game. And that a speedrunner beat Tears of the Kingdom in 90 minutes. It had barely yeah. been out. And he fucking yep. beat it in 90 minutes. I mean, if they, if they can do... Well, if they can do some of the same tricks that, that I saw this kid do, I mean, he Which went that, from... That's got to be it. Yeah, there's some of the stuff, some of the glitches and the, and the hacks and things must still work because it's the same. It's, it's the, same the same engine. It's the engine same stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I'm sure, you know, so if you already know how to do that shit, if you've been doing it for what, I don't know, however many years it's been since Breath of the Wild came out. Right. You know, it's just a que- it's just a question of what's the fastest way to get to that marker on the map, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. But it's still amazing. Like but it is said. amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I like the videos where it's like this guy sets up this incredibly elaborate whatever thing, shoots an arrow, and it like flies all the way across the map, and he's following along, and like fucking hits this whatever Ganon in the testicle and kills him in one shot. And you're like, how the fuck do you even... Like, whatever, man. Yeah. You know. How did you know that would work? Exactly. How long did it take you to set that shot up? <laughs> right. Like, exactly. Yeah. yeah. In a million years, I can never do something like that. No way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing. So, so when I see stuff on online of people already, the stuff they're doing in tears, it, it does make you feel to a certain degree like, oh my god, is that? Do I have to do some of this shit? That's fucking crazy. Yeah. And that's yeah. not what it's. I always forget. It's gonna be. They're gonna tell you where to go at first, and then you just can explore and do what you want as you're doing it, and and just have a good time with it. So that's my plan. We'll see. That's my plan. Yeah. Um, you know because. Honestly, for me, with the exception of you know, once the new season of Destiny drops, um, the next one for me isn't uh, it's Final Fantasy 16. Um, yeah, 
because Redfall is such a fucking. I mean, I haven't. I haven't even started it. Uh, no, it, that uh, game is very just. I mean, I was never super excited. The only thing that I was kind of was like, oh, it's a new Arcane. I love Arcane. Yes, yes. Uh, but then Deathloop, I didn't really care for, and so then I saw. I watched somebody stream the first hour or so, and I was like, ugh, this yeah. looks bad. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I'm sure I'll just get rid of it at some point. I mean, I don't even know why I keep it around. I mean, you know, that's the thing. If it's on Game Pass and they patch it to the point where it's actually fun, then mm. yeah, 100%. It would be nice to have something different to do on a Friday night. But right now, I just don't see right. the point. No. Um, so, but um, awesome. Yeah. So ne- next episode, I'll, I'll, you know, should hopefully have plenty of... Uh, tears uh, of the yeah. kingdom to talk about um and then of course we we have a bunch of movies uh that we did not talk about but then you know there's there's new stuff coming out i think the new i think john wick hits a week from tuesday yeah i knew it was sometime soon yeah yeah so hopefully i'll have a chance to watch that but um yeah so still plenty plenty to talk about and hopefully whatever it is we decide to chat about you'll be here with us uh, so for myself and Mitch, this has been episode 173 of Divided by Worlds. Thank you so much for hanging out with us, and we look forward to spending some more time with you in the next couple weeks. So for myself and Mitch, thank you again. Good night, and have a good evening. <laughs>